Hey, this is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. We go over actionable tips that have served my business well over the last 30 years, and hopefully they'll be beneficial to you too. Hey, what's going on? It's Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar Service Marketing Podcast. It's a beautiful Sunday, January 21st. We got a good one in store, guys. We're going to go over three case studies where we helped recent customers get their marketing in check. A little recap of the week. Trying to dry off from all this... uh, Rain we've had out here in Southern Cal. It's been cold across the United States, hasn't it? Oof. Snow and all kinds of stuff. My daughter wasn't too far from the office, and she was probably elevation 3,000, maybe 3,500 feet, and she saw some light sleet and snow a couple days ago. It was something else. But anyway, enough of that. You didn't call for, come by for a weather report, right? Did you? Um little recap of the week here at the uh, Dentco Studios repair facility. Uh, a lot of luxury still coming in, which we're pretty pretty thankful for. Another Rolls Royce, another Bentley called the White Whale. Um, all kinds of cool stuff, really. Um, Ferrari, it was, uh, was something else. We even uh, took a selfie with a customer who was super stoked. This guy, I'm going to say his name, I... I I mean, he's savvy enough to, to listen to the podcast. The dude's 81, and he acts like he's 51, maybe even 41. Marvin's his name. I don't know. I don't know what, what his gig is, what he supplements. or It's just genetics. I think his parents lived to like 100, but dude's amazing. Anyway, yeah, he was so stoked with the repair. We took a selfie with him. His idea, not, not Jeff and mine. So that was, that was so cool. Um... I don't know, man. I just, it, it's nice to have customers that, that really appreciate the work, you know, and, and, um, but we're gonna, we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Um, had a couple five-star reviews this week too, which was really nice. Um, and right now, I'll tell you right now, but business is good. We're booked out three weeks solid. Um, and usually what, what the mantra is, and we'll probably do is they usually say that, um, you know, when you're that busy, you should raise prices. And so to a point on some of our services, we are not across the board, but, but, uh, yeah, we are definitely raising prices because it's, I, I think that we're giving it away a little bit. We're definitely cheaper than a lot of body shop stuff. Um, we're usually higher than a lot of mobile PDR guys. Um, but that's both of those are for good reason. Um, but we're going to start tweaking it a little bit. Um, you know, one one thing that people have been saying about our automotive business is that we make things easy. It's so easy. And that's the idea. When they come in, I try to get, get an estimate in their hand within five minutes. We don't make them wait. Um, we, they know that they're a priority. And it's just really cool. I mean, it, it, you know, and you could tell they appreciate that. Everything is about servicing the customer. Um, it's not about being the cheapest guy. It's not about... Um, you know, trying to match prices or whatever. I mean, our service, I mean, you're going to get top-notch service, but it's not going to come at a, at a, at a discount. You know, it's going to come basically at what I consider market, you know. Um, 
It, it might be as much as a, a big box body shop. It might be a little less, but your car is probably going to get done a hell of a lot faster. And it's going to be same or better quality with a lifetime guarantee. So, so you got to ask yourself, what's the problem with that? Nothing. People love it. People love it. So, and when we're doing, when our main competitors on both ends of the bookshelf, one is the body shops, big box, and we're doing it faster, same or better, and usually for less. And then on the other end is the mobile guys, and we're doing it usually better and not always less, but typically faster. We got them, we got them both. You know, we're not going to win them all. And I'm going to give you guys, we consider, it's boring to talk about all the wins. I want to talk about a couple losses. I think that's, that's interesting. It talks about how fallible we are. And I'm, I'm excited uh, to share this because I, I, like I said, I, I want people to know that, yeah, we're, we're a 5.0 rated company, but, but not everybody's happy. And if, if all the people who weren't happy left reviews, we'd probably be a 4.7 or a 4.8. You know, luckily a lot of the people just don't, I, we have one guy that wasn't happy with the service, but wanted to leave a, a five-star review this week or last week, I guess it would be technically. And I'm like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> Not my exact words, but I basically told him, hey, you know what? If if and when you come back in and, and we hit the mark, that would be the time I would like to see a review left. Not not when when we don't hit the mark. So so check that out. So so here we go. Let's get into this, all right? We handle on average 200 to 250 clients, client estimates, I should say, per month. And we close around 40 to 50% of that currently. Okay, that, it's up a little bit. We're usually 30, 35. Um, imagine out of that amount of people, okay, what are the chances we're going to get individuals who aren't, I don't know, maybe well-rounded or maybe they just had a bad day, you know, issues, whatever you want to call it, or clients who just don't have the budget or we just don't connect. You know, we're just not wearing the white wedding dress that they want to see us in. We are not packaged or wrapped up for their specific needs. Everybody is different, right? So I'm going to give you guys two examples of that that happened just this last week. You know, out of the, let's call it 50 to 70 people that that, that graced our doorstep, two people were not happy. One gave us the business and one did not. Um, so first one, I'm not going to use names, but I will say it was a Tesla Model Y. Bumper scuff and egg-sized dent in the quarter panel. Uh, hot shoe Jake, big dent Jake Nash came in and helped us out with the dent. And then the, the scrape, we uh, we met the wife and then spoke to the husband via the wife's cell phone on speakerphone and by proxy struck a deal with the husband. He said he is picky, but he says, you know, what? I'd be willing to let you guys try to polish and buff this, and then we'll see what happens. And then if it doesn't work out, yeah, we can paint it. All right, sounds great. And the wife at first didn't even notice there was a dent there. I showed her, I go, yeah, where this has been scraped on the bumper edge, you've also got an egg-sized dent there. Okay, well, let's get that taken care of too. Husband never saw it until I pointed out she didn't see it. But when I pointed out, she saw it, okay? So fast forward the next uh, that afternoon when she dropped it off, she came back. Uh, Jeff, uh, the professor, polished and, and touched up the edge of the bumper I would say, I hate touch-up, but and it was a charcoal gray. I would say give it an 80%, which is usually higher than normal. Was it flawless? No, of course not. 
We took away probably 50% of the transfer and damage, and then with the touch-up, it brought it up a little bit more because it was mostly on an edge. And when you have touch-up on an edge, it kind of kind of hides it a little bit, right? Obfuscates it a little. So Dent, Jake did a fabulous job. Not, not a speck to be seen, okay? So super, super stoked um, with the dent removal. And then the paint, I'm like, uh, we'll see what they say. You know, some people would be happy with it. Some would not. And every day we get people like this, you know, I just want touch up or I just want it flawless. You, neither one's perfect for every customer. So you have to be flexible and it's all about communicating. So guess what? I get a phone call. The lady picks up her Tesla around five. I get a phone call late that night, but I don't pick up at seven. And I heard it the next morning when I came in, Hey Brian, really disappointed. Uh, my wife came home crying and we just thought you guys were a great company from all the reviews and our friends and everybody else, you know, said this and that and the other. And I consider myself a normal, normal individual, but I just got to tell you, I'm beyond disappointed in you guys and the service. All right. That's not the kind of voicemail I hear a lot. So I call back, talk to Josh around 8.30 and 9 o'clock that following morning. Let him talk. He probably ran it on for about maybe four or five minutes. And after he explained... You know, basically what he just said, but just kind of imagine that narrative just get drawn out. And then I said, all right, Josh, let me jump in a little bit before we take down the entire day about about this. And I, if I, I wish I could have been frank with him. I wish I could have said, you know, I don't consider you kind of an average guy because most people wouldn't cry over, you know, I don't understand what's going on at that household. You know, why, why are emotions so, so peaked? You know, over something which we already all discussed that if you weren't happy with it, we would fix it. And I even repeated that that line when she took the car. I said, you know, present this to your husband. Let us know if this, you know, hits the mark or if he needs to paint it. I couldn't be more clear. You know, I guess I probably could have videoed that and sent that to the husband. But somehow we got lost in translation, even though we all English first speaking, all of us. I don't understand how there was a a language or a disconnect. But in their minds, I think if you can piece together the gap, it's they expected something different. Even with the first first go round, they expect it to look better. And how could we, you know, allow that to leave here kind of thing. I think that's kind of what what was the unspoken truth of that that exchange. So I said, look, no worries. I said, you know what? I'll apply that. I think it was 125 bucks for the polish and touch up. I'll apply that 125 towards the bumper. We can schedule you in, you know? And, and he's like, yeah, oh, you know, and then he started kind of asking me a bunch of questions about how we do the repair. Do you, do you get the paint from Tesla? Do you use clear coat? What, what do you do about overspray? I could tell right now that we were miles apart. There was no, even though he never saw the dent, so he didn't understand how good the quality of that repair was. And the only thing he could base our exchange upon, our, our first impression, was that, um, you know, was wasn't what he expected. So now at this point, he just even though there's a bunch, he forgot about all the hundreds of five star reviews. And I don't know how that happens, but you know, when people get emotional, sometimes they don't think rational. And those weren't five, you know, a hundred of my cousins. You know, they, they were all real people, but he, we lost, he lost trust in us, lost faith in us. So we, I wasn't going to get him back and there was no reason to go down the checklist and talk about, you know, what we do and how we do it. 
So I basically just beat him with a punch. And while I was talking on the phone, I had already refunded him. Thank God for credit cards, right? Not cash or checks. And I said, hey, Josh, good news. Oh, oh whoa, what, Brian? I've already refunded you that $125. I go, I, I could tell we just didn't connect on this transaction. And you know what? That's okay. It's, you know, it's not a perfect world. Sometimes businesses and clients won't, won't have a perfect, you know, result. So I've refunded you, no questions asked. I go, in the future, should you want to spin back and have us paying it? We're more than happy to help out. Other than that, if you go to another vendor, I wish you the best with that as well. Oh, oh Brian, you know what? You're, you're, you're so accommodating and this and that and professional. You know what? I'd like to leave you a five-star review and, and explain everything. And I, and I, I cut him off right there. I said, you know what, Josh? I, I would prefer you didn't if you don't mind me being direct. I go, if you do come back and we paint it and you're satisfied, I'd much rather have a review for a satisfactory exchange, not something that didn't go down right. You know what I'm saying? And he says, yeah, I get I get how you would feel that way. I go, all right, I, you know, I'll, I'll do that. I mean, last thing I want, think about it, is a guy saying, you know what? They didn't hit the mark. My wife was crying. We were so disappointed. But he handled it in such a great manner, gave us our money back, five stars. No, that's that's that is is the worst five star review. You might as well call it a one star. You know, it's not the worst. I mean, it would have been worse if I said I wasn't accommodating, but it's still it's telling a bunch of people that we don't do our job right. Which, if you'd been here all week, you know, everybody else pretty much said we do. No, I wouldn't say pretty much. Everybody else did. We wowed the socks between Marvin, the eighty-one year old that took a selfie with us because he was so enamored. And everybody else, just Brian, you guys are amazing. You did this faster than I expected. This is way better than we, we expected, which always cracks me up when se- people say it's way better than they expected. It's like, what kind of image am I portraying if you don't expect it to be really good? <laughs> you know, but, I, but it's not really a personal thing. It's a small business. And that's, and that's what, it, what it comes down to. So that's, that, that's what it was all about. It was about, about just missing the mark giving the guy back his money. And of course I didn't hear back from him anymore, you know, and that's, and that's okay. It's, it's probably for the best. I, I, like I said, I mean, every now and then you'll come across a customer, you know, that they're wound pretty tight, you know, and if somebody's going to, going to be literally crying over, over paint, you know, we didn't make their car any worse. You know, I could see somebody crying as if, if we crashed their car and it was just like an emotional car and their baby. But, we improved on this stuff, and she still she was crying. He said, "I mean, I, what's going on at that household, guys? I think that's the bigger picture here. I mean, we need we need some therapy or something. I don't know because these are cars, and like I had this really cool chick named Deb come in, and we fixed her Audi, and she's like, you know, the good news is nobody got hurt in this in this in this incident, and da da da, da. and you know, I just I just want to get the car fixed, but then today it's just a car. I'm like, exactly, Deb, somebody who's grounded and understands it, and not everybody." you know, is walking around with all those, those attributes, including the people with this Tesla, unfortunately, you know, nice people, super sweet, just, just a little different, I guess is the best way to say it. So anyway, so no review, they got their money back that they've still paid for the dent, even though he said he never saw it, you know, the wife said, Oh, I did. He pointed it out. Okay, great. And, and we probably never, we'll never see them again, which is, you know, like I said, you can't win them all. What's the lesson? The lesson is sometimes you only get one chance for a first impression, which I know is kind of back ass words. You really only get one chance for first impression. That's why they call it first, not second impression. But what I mean by that 
is is some people are going to judge you regardless. And if you don't bring out your best, your A game, in other words, if you just say, I'm not doing touch up, I'm just going to paint this, then we wouldn't have lost that transaction more than likely. I mean, who knows? You never know. Maybe we would have saw something else kind of creep out of the woodwork because this one kind of surprised me after we thought we communicated everything. I mean, what we I, I explained to Josh. Oops, that's his name. I said, I said, we make more money painting, you know, by, by a long shot. You know, why would I do something, you know, less expensive? I'm trying to, I'm an advocate for you. I'm trying to save you money and provide a service that might appease you in a, in a more whole and, and better way. But, you know, it just, it, it didn't hit the mark and that's okay. You know, but it's just kind of funny how they didn't, they didn't want to, um, they didn't want to bring it back, you know, and that, that just goes down to somehow the trust was lost, even though we told them that that we had other, you know, other options. I don't know. It's just kind of funny. I, I just I don't get it. I don't get how that happened. But but whatevs. Um, but but at the same time, I do know the lesson there is, you know, ask more questions, try to get a better feel. Maybe they would have showed their cards that, you know what, we're super picky there's no reason for touch-up. Let's go full Monty or nothing, right? All right, next lady. Lady comes in, nice white Mercedes. She's dressed nice. It's E-class. She backed her car up into a pole, cracked the little wing lip on the top of her trunk, and then pretty nasty damage under the wing and on the top edge of the trunk. Most body shops would have probably replaced the trunk or at minimum done paint and body. For PDR, it's doable, but because of the bracing and the complexities, it would take it would take an exceptional tech to with a lot of experience to fix it. And I knew I could fix it, and I think I was around eight hundred bucks. The the money didn't scare her, but right now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, I, I'm sporting a little bit longer hair, and it probably doesn't exude trust like my short corporate haircut normally would. Number one. Number two, at the end of the day, I usually wear black, and I'd been working, and I was filthy. Filthy. So here's long hair Brian. Yeah, I got a logo on my shirt, but I look like a grease ball probably. And she looks me up and down, kind of coyly, and says, would you mind if I took a, took a quick look at your shop? Uh-oh. <laughs> and I'm like, not a problem. I mean, our shop's not a pigsty. But what is our shop not? It is not... It's not a surgical center. It is not a 30,000 square foot caliber collision center. We don't have, you know, all kinds of of equipment and just size and mass. We're not an auto dealership. We don't have a a putting green or a a coffee cafe. So I said, sure, because I knew my shop was still organized and operational and relatively clean. I mean, it's a body shop, let's face it. So you're not going to want to have your... Salisbury steak sitting on the floor here, but it for a, as body shops go, and as far as like the spot repair shops, I, I I'm proud of it. It looks pretty good, you know. Now if she would have gone to the other side where the PDR was going on that day, and and the Porsche restorations tools everywhere, it, it looked like a bomb blew up over there. I would I was unless somebody was a Porsche person, I would de- you know in like racing and stuff, it would definitely not give somebody a tour of that. But the body shop, not a problem. But when she came back. I saw her look around, and she was not impressed. It was too simple. It was too small for her if I, if I had to take a guess. So, so knowing that, 
we lost her. We that that fish spit the hook. If you ever if you ever go fishing, that's what they do when they don't like the bait or they're kind of uh, spooked. I spooked that fish, and she jumped right off the hook and and swam away to go to another hook, aka body shop. And that's okay, because regardless of our reputation, which I don't think she knew it, and even even like Josh, he knew our reputation, yet he still chose to go somewhere else. Both these people could have read and and believed, had the belief, the trust that we're going to do the job. But sometimes other things matter more than that. It's kind of funny, but, you know, price, I mean, we're not the cheapest and we're definitely not the most expensive. You know, we have a a respectable facility and it's clean and it's sharp and we post up our reviews and people come in there and they they seem to like it typically. And I would tell you 90, 95% of the customers that came in last week we're delighted, which is what we want. We want to shock and awe and delight, you know, and they really were. I mean, people, one customer, her name's Shannon. She's been here a couple of times now. When she picked up her Titan after she had smashed it, she was almost in tears because it looked so good. And we finished it two days early. She's like, I just can't believe you guys, Brian. She's just, I'm just so, so happy. So excited. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, and Marvin, same thing. I mean, the guy that we fixed his Mercedes uh, AMG, the GT last week, same thing, scratched his car in the garage, and we didn't even need to paint that fender. We just buffed it off right in front of him. I mean, it's these these little wins, you know. It's it's just, but, you know, when you service mass quantities of people, you can't delight and shock and awe everybody. It's not going to be unicorns and flowers. You know, you're going to get some slugs. You know, they're, they're, and not the people per se. I'm just saying the connection. It just may not happen, and that's that's the way it goes. We had two this last week, and it's it's kind of a bummer. But at the same time, when you do when you do this kind of business and you serve the the public, you need to understand that you're gonna you're not gonna win all the battles. You're just not. You're not gonna connect with all the customers. So, moving on. Three people this week we helped with their marketing basically consulting. All right. Um, I'm not going to go into big time depth, but I'll go into like a, like a medium depth. We helped three people. Uh, one person was a PDR tech here in SoCal. It came down. Uh, we met him in person on a Saturday and the other two are auto shops. One's in Georgia, one's in Florida. So let's start with the Florida one. So found him on Facebook. We were chatting it up and they didn't come down here in person like, like uh, the local kid did. Um, the Florida company says we need more business. We have the capacity and we have the reputation and the expertise. And I, I like to know that because I actually want people to win. I don't just want to take somebody's money. If I, I've helped people in the past where if I would have just looked just right underneath the surface, I would realize that all the help I give them is not going to help them out at all. They still got a lot of things to fix in their own freaking backyard before they can start hosting parties, AKA servicing customers. Right? So so I checked out his business. The reputation was there, good score, over a four. And they had the capacity it looked like. So I said, all right, you got the reputation, you got the expertise. He said he wants more phone calls. I checked out the website. Right away, saw some problems. I said, this thing needs vast improvements. You don't need to basically burn it to the ground and bring it back up, but have your webmaster make these tweaks, or if you want, I'll get somebody for you. Okay, the phone number on, it, uh, on the website was different on Google than his site, which is never a good thing. And then after a Google Ads review, I could tell his targeting was way off. He's basically doing what Google wants, throwing money at, at the fire, and occasionally you get phone calls instead of freaking honing in and being like a like a, a sniper, 
you know, is what you, he needed to snipe just the right people for, for his business. So anyway, we tweaked the keywords. We added negative keywords for people that, who are not going to be his customer. We uh, changed the geo, the geography. <coughs> he, was, he was targeting way too wide. People are not going to come to this smog shop from 40 miles away. Sorry, not with as many smog shops that are in, in that area. Not a chance. So we tightened that up so his dollars were more razor sharp. And then we tweaked his ad copy. Ad copy sucked, which is typical for an owner-operator. They're not usually, you know, ad men. They're not, you know, mad men where they're going to know exactly, you know, how to handle things. So, so that's what we did. Um, let's see if I did anything else. We, talk, we talked more about why should people come to them. Um, we added ad extensions, which gives you more Google real estate. And, and it really helped out a lot. So the Google real estate was good. Um, and when you own more of the search, the, uh, the thing was, uh, when people are, are looking at the search results and there's more, um, there's more options to find this business on the search results, the, there's a better chance of not only they're going to call you, but you're going to be blocking out others that, uh, you know, they're looking for your service. So, so all that, and that helped him out tremendously. Client number two, PDR Tech here in Southern California, set up his Google Maps, aka Google Business Account, tweaked the profile because it was pretty much pretty passe, boring, and he really needed to <coughs> get, get a lot more photos and reviews and some videos, uh, broaden his awareness, uh, and then also um, enable people to trust him, both, both through the profile and then on his uh, his website, so so that was something that that really really is is going to help his business turn a complete 180. Um, so so let me give you an example. Let's say you want to go to a restaurant and you see a really pretty restaurant. I mean I mean just picture like the best looking restaurant ever, but nobody nobody is inside. You can see in the glass and maybe even the cook standing up front. Are you going to go inside? Probably not. Even though maybe you've read a lot of reviews and the food is great. Maybe. But if you haven't done that and it's hot, it's a good-looking restaurant, but nobody's in there, you're spooked. It's the same thing with most small businesses. You have to have reviews. Okay, that's, Reviews are basically the people in the restaurant, right? And you have to have picks. People want to get to know you a little bit. Profile built out. Then we'll do some ads. So we did that. And then after just talking a little bit more about his business, I said, what are you struggling with? He said, you know what? I'm... I do some estimates, but a lot of times people don't come to me. I said, the problem with this industry, which I know all too well, I'm in it. I said, people bottom feed. They, they think what we do is super easy. And without educating them, they don't know the huge variance in the service, the skills, because it's a skills-based service. I mean, plumbers, I would argue, are more like plug and play. Hey, you need a new, a new shower valve, remove the old one, put the new one in, tighten it up, away you go. Dent removal is sculpting. You know, you can't go hire a marble sculptor, you know, on Craigslist for $20 an hour and expect him to sculpt, you know, perfect Michelangelo in a week or a month. It just doesn't happen. There's a wide variety. It's the same thing with what we do. So I, I explained to him, I look, you need to educate. And I showed him how to do a video and he's putting together a 20 second video he can send to showcase the complexity. And then he can actually hopefully quote a range and get more people to come or more people that he can service, right? So more awareness and then better closing means more revenue. It's just going to, and he'll be fine because this is something we've already proven hundreds of times. So 
The last customer was a smog shop in Florida. Google Maps was something he wasn't even using. Um, he was doing local mailers. <coughs> Excuse me. Dry throat. So, in which mailers can work, but I think it's, it's, think about it. When people do smog, you know, when do they usually want to have a smog in their car? It's when they're either selling the car, they're buying, a, they bought a car, or they're registering the car they already have. I explained that Google was paramount. And, you know, he's got to advertise on it. But if he could find also where people buy and sell, that could also give him a leg up on the competition. So he's doing some research, and I showed him a couple of spots where there was an opportunity to place some ads where no other smog guys were placing. Um, he's basically going to be fishing in a, in a fishing hole where there's no other hooks. So he's, he's going to kick ass. And plus, we got his, his Maps ads are firing now. Uh, we created out his, built out his profile. And now he's got about a seven-mile circle around his shop, which is perfect. I mean, it's a, it's a city. There's plenty of population there, you know. And I said about his, um, his ad copy kind of sucked. I said, what do people want when, they, when they're looking for a smog shop? He's like, well, they want price. I'm like, yeah, they want price. But they don't need the cheapest one per se. I go, they just want market price. And they want speed. They don't want to wait for two hours. Their time is valuable. So, yeah, they'll spend a little bit of money. They want speed. And that's it. So we tweaked his ads to showcase that. And now he's all set up to win. So so that was those three people. It was very rewarding to know that we were able to help them all out. The last thing I will mention is we, we have a regular customer I've had for probably about nine months. It's a, uh, it's a wedding venue. And they're based in uh, just over the border from uh, Missouri, St. Louis. And so they pull from both Illinois and, and uh, the St. Louis metro. And, and, I, and I, how would you, let me turn this to you guys. How would you imagine that people would find a wedding venue? If, if you're married, you probably already know if you helped out or if you had your wife and mother-in-law and all that do it. But basically, people are going to look at several different options to discover how, you know, the venue for their they're a very important life event, right? You know, it's a, it's a wedding. It's your wedding. I mean, you, they, you hopefully aren't going to do it more than once, you know, but if you do, you probably want to have the nice place the second time too or third time. But the idea is you want to have a nice place. So, so people find wedding venues typically in magazines like The Knot. Um, they also will find it on Google. They'll do Google searches, you know, word of mouth also, you know, referrals. So, so what I told them is, I go, people are going to research, and you, you need to kind of cover all those bases if you can. Not, not every base, but, but both Google, and, and it wouldn't be a bad idea to have social media like a Facebook page showing videos of weddings and photos of the venue and all that. So that's, that's kind of how, how we went with it, and it really has helped them out. Um, they've, they've really, they've grown about 25, almost 30% since we started doing Google Ads. And right now it's it's actually wedding season, so the um, the, the phones are, are blowing up right now. Even though the weather's crappy, this is kind of over the holidays and coming into this time of year is when a lot of engagements. Think about it; you got Valentine's Day coming up, so so this is the time of year that they really want to be have their awareness, you know, firing. And we run both the maps ad and maps ads in standard search for them, and then help them out with their Facebook page as well. And and it works. It works, you know. We're we're trying to help them showcase the venue, and it's it's just really killer. So, so that's something that that uh, has really helped them out. You know, the the ultimate idea is for them to have multiple ways to research a venue and, and make a choice. You know, um, and and we've done that. We've helped them get more awareness, and in turn, they get more bookings. So it's just it's just marketing, you know. And that's 
that's pretty much what's what helps out with a lot of our clients and and you know that's just it's just marketing guys it's just you know if, if people can find you and you give them a reason to choose you you're going to be making money and that's that's what it boils down to and all these businesses we talked about are different you know from a, a dent removal guy to a smog shop to an auto auto repair shop you know and then um this wedding venue but at the same same point you know it's the, the same formula plays you know find people that that will that are looking for you and then make yourself you know aware and then give them a reason to choose you you know which is trust and then and then go you know going from there if you provide the services that they like and want so so there it is hopefully that's helpful guys hopefully you like the the stories hope you like the stories about us failing this week with both uh, the Tesla and the Mercedes so it's it's pretty crazy I mean you wouldn't even you wouldn't think that I don't know. I guess you would if you'd been in the game long enough. You realize that that it, it's pretty it's pretty easy when you do volume volumes of customers that you're gonna have you know a disconnect you know and, and there's lessons with both of those. I mean the, the lady with the Mercedes. If I could circle back real quick, I, I probably wouldn't win her over unless I had you know a chandelier back there and marble. And even then, maybe not. Maybe the facility's just flat out too small for her. And she was looking for the big box solution, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And then the people with the, the Tesla, I would have had a better shot getting them because they were already won over by the reviews. They already initially had trust in us. But I should have just said, you know what, we're just going to paint this. And then everything would have been, you know, hunky-dory. But live and learn. Even 31 years, years into the game, I'm still learning. I'm still a student of the game. So, so there it is. Love you guys, man. Appreciate you. Have yourself a great week. Go out and make some money. If you got any marketing problems, you know where to find me, 949-302-3464. Otherwise, you can catch us on our social media. We're at, uh, on Instagram at DentcoPDR. And uh, I hope you guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Stay warm, stay dry. Bye-bye for now.